to kids' first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tiana Servants from Delaware. Today we will be talking with Aiden on The Lost Leonardo, Catherine on The Alpinist, Ella and Rosabella about Charlie's Colorform City, Fantastical Adventures, and lastly, listen to Catherine's interview with Manjari Makajani about Spin, her interview with some of the casts about Spin, and lastly, her interview with Michael Bishop about Spin. But first, we are going to talk with Aiden on The Lost Leonardo. So can you tell us about The Lost Leonardo? Well, The Lost Leonardo is about, like, a lost painting about Leo da Vinci, and rather it's actually a painting that is Leo da Vinci's. That sounds like a pretty interesting film. Yeah, it really is. So what did you like the most from it? Uh, the thing I like the most from it is I really liked the message of the story. And it's that uh, people will go to great lengths for what they believe in. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the message. And also, they can use beliefs against you and do their, and take it to like their own advantage, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So you mentioned that you really like the message. So what is the message? Uh, I think the message of it, I think the message is that, uh, again, like I said, people like to go to great lengths for what they believe in. Cool. So why should people watch The Lost Leonardo? I think people should watch it mainly because of, like, how interesting the story is, mainly. Because I told you, like, a, a little bit of the story, so that's one of the reasons I think people should really watch it. And because also the fact okay. that this, the whole entire story, it's basically a mystery that makes it very interesting. Yeah, so you would say, like, those are kind of the people, like, if they really like a good mystery, they should watch it. Right. Cool. I know, I like a good mystery, so sounds pretty cool. So, what did you personally, like, feel a connection to? It may have been something that you like or something that you, like I said, just felt a connection to. So, is there anything that you got like that from the film? Having beliefs and being motivated to be right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's definitely, like, a life lesson that you could take away from it. Yeah. Um. So, what star rating and age recommendation would you give Leonardo? I give the Lost Leonardo a four point five out of five stars, and I'd recommend it for ages thirteen to eighteen. And teens might enjoy it with an adult as long as they kind of explain the dialogue and themes. Cool. So, where can people find the Lost Leonardo? The film is now available on select theaters. Oh, well, thanks for talking to me about The Lost Leonardo. Uh, no problem. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking with Aiden about The Lost Leonardo. 
Now we will talk to Catherine about the alpinist. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. So can you tell us a little bit about this film? So uh, The Alpinist is a documentary and it follows the 23-year-old mountain climber Marc-Andre Leclerc. Uh, so he does all sorts of solo climbing and he's like a pioneer of it. And he's made countless records. And so in the documentary, you can see all of his, all of his amazing and astonishing climbs and like around the world and uh, meet the meaningful people who are in his life. And it's, it's overall, it's a very fascinating film. Yeah, and it sounds like really incredible. I mean, I got to look up some of the stuff about it, and it's definitely something I would want to see. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So, on the topic about like how cool the film is, what were some things that you found the most interesting from it? Well, definitely the cinematography. I feel like the cinematography was mind blowing. There were so many interesting angles, and like honestly, if it kind of felt like you were right next to uh, Marc-Andre when he was climbing. Um, I mean, of course, if he would let you film, because he is very elusive, as I should say, in documentary <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some really interesting. <laughs> so why do you think other people should go watch this? I think that it would definitely, well, it'll probably inspire you to chase your dreams. Uh, well, it could possibly make you afraid of heights. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something uh, cool in a sense. Well, I guess not really cool being afraid of heights. Well, yeah, but uh, honestly, just it, it really does inspire you to like, chase your dreams and even if they are like risky and stuff because uh, yeah. mountain climbing is very risky. Yeah, I definitely know. It's like something I would want to try, but at the same time, it wouldn't. And when you were talking about like giving you the fear of heights, I actually right. saw something once and it was saying like, you don't really have a fear of heights, you have a fear of falling. Right, yes. So that's well, probably even scarier. Yes, well, honestly, I feel like it would be fun to try, but with ropes and everything, he didn't mm -hmm. use many ropes. Like What? He didn't use... Yeah, he didn't use many ropes. I mean, he'd use ropes sometimes, but honestly, a lot of his climbs did not involve ropes, and I was so scared that he would fall. Honestly, I my heart was racing the whole movie. Sounds definitely action-packed. Yes, it was. So is there anything that you felt a personal connection with, like, from the film? Well... I wouldn't say like personal, but it could be like personal to others, like maybe following your dreams. And like, I guess like, even if people say or like, oh, that's not safe, or they judge you for your dream, like, I guess like, you know, I guess for other people, it could be like, you still followed it. And I feel like they could connect on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what interested you in reviewing this film? Well, it looked like an interesting movie. I'd never seen really anything like it. So I thought it'd be great to have something new and different. Right. And it was honestly really interesting. And I, I guess kind of educational, you know, to see like everything that they do and all the protocol and everything. I thought, like, yeah, it was a very interesting subject to learn about. So what message did you get from this documentary? Uh, so I got... Uh, 
follow your passions and have courage, but also understand the risk of what you're doing. Um, Some things that uh, parents should uh, watch out for is like there's bad language and use also use of drugs, but there's also like for some people who are faint of heart um, or, you know, there are like some wounds and cuts shown um, Mm. and also (laughs) lots of heights. So anybody who's afraid of heights or as you said, falling, uh, I don't know if I would recommend this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely some things that you got to look out for that you don't normally think about uh, in movies. Right. So for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating do you have for this documentary and where can people find the albumist? So you can find it in theaters on September 10th, 2021. I give it four out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. Cool. Well, like I said, it sounds like a very interesting film. Um, I hope that everybody goes out to see it if they can, if they want to. Like I said, there were some things that you did say, Catherine, that maybe. uh, Yeah, not not a movie for the faint of heart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City Fantastical Adventures. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Catherine on the Alpinist, and now we are going to be talking with Ella and Rosabella about Charlie's Color Form City Fantastical Adventures. How are you both today? 
I'm great. How are you? I'm doing I'm good. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to hear that both of you guys are doing well. Uh, so let's get right into it. So my first question is for Ella. What did you think about Charlie's Colorform City Fantastical Adventures? Charlie's Colorform City Fantastic Adventures is amazing. It's an animated series about Charlie and his two best friends, Red and Violet. And they explore around Colorform City on different stories, and they go on tons of adventures. And they're, it's just amazing. Yeah, that definitely sounds fantastic. <laughs> So, Rosabella, can you tell us what Charlie's Colorform City Fantastic Adventures is about? Well, Charlie's Colorform City Fantastic Adventure is about, like, shapes and colors and learning. Um, it's for kids, so it's definitely good for kids. You definitely get to learn and have fun and move around. Um, I think it's just a great movie to watch. When you're feeling a little bit low, you watch and you feel very energized. And yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems, even just from the title of it, it definitely seems like a pretty fun thing to watch. So Ella, what did you think about the cast? And was there anyone or like character that you thought was your favorite? My favorite character is Violet because she is so positive and she, the actress delivers a dynamic performance. I love her character mostly because she always looks on the bright side of things and mm. she's always nice to everybody and she's just a fantastic character that was amazing to add into the story. I bet it's always really great to have those really nice, kind people inside the stories. Really nice people to see. So, Rosabella, what was your favorite thing about this film, specifically, like, a scene from it? Well, my favorite scene is um, in Celia's Surprise. The part I enjoyed about this film is when Charlie disguises himself as a plant to tell his friends to come to his house to surprise Red and Violet. It sounds like a pretty interesting and fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ella, what would you say is the message of Charlie's Color Form Fantastic Adventures? The intent of this DVD is to motivate kids to learn about colors and different shapes and sizes. It's um, an amazing learning opportunity. And I definitely agree with Rosabella that it is ages, I would say, two to six. So if you have like a little brother or sister or anybody who's a little bit younger, it's perfect for them. Got it. So what star ratings would you both give this film or Charlie's Color Form City Fantastic Adventures and where can you find it? Let's start with you, Rosabella. 
Um, well, I give this film a four to five stars and recommend it for ages six to 12. Um, cool. And then, uh, oh, go ahead. Um, and yeah, I think that's, it's a really good show for kids and it's, yeah, if you have a little bit somebody younger, you can definitely watch it with them and help them enjoy a little bit better and dance with them and do a lot of things. Cool. Well, I know, like, I got a, I have a lot of younger cousins, so I'm sure that's a good thing that they to watch. And then, Ella, what star rating? You did give your age recommendation, so what star rating would you get this film, and where can you find it? You can find this on. DVD and it's available now. I give it five out of five stars because I think it's just a great learning opportunity for the younger ages. Oh, well, like I said, um, I would definitely recommend this to some of my family. Um, and thank you so much, both of you guys, for talking to me today. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we will be talking with Aiden on The Lost Leonardo, Catherine on The Alpinist. Ella and Rosabella on Charlie's Colorful City, Fantastic Adventures. And lastly, we will listen to Catherine's interview with Majari Makajani about Spin. Listen to her interview with some of the cast members from Spin. And lastly, listen to her interview with Michael Bishop about Spin. Right now, we are going to listen to Catherine's interview with Manjari Makajani, the director of Spin. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First, and today I will be interviewing Manjari Makajani, who is the director of SPIN. So thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Catherine? Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you come from a long line of filmmakers and actors, and so when did you figure out that you wanted to be a director? Um, pretty early on, actually. I was... Uh, you know, watching a stage play at uh, Prithvi Theatre in Mumbai. And and I remember that stage just transforming into different worlds, you know, with different plays. And I was like, wow, this is just like, you know, it's uh, you can whip up any story and make people go on a journey with you and make them experience something and transport them. And that's when I realized that I want to tell stories. So it was uh, while I was still in school. And uh, yeah, pretty much after graduating, I sort of pursued my career in filmmaking. Wow, that's really cool that you could know from such a young age, because I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. So it's cool that, you know, and that's cool, too, because like a lot of times we discover later. I mean, look at Rhea, right? In Spin, she she has no idea that she has this talent. And then when she finds it, it's never too late. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there are so many fun scenes and factors in this movie. So what was your favorite part about filming this movie? Oh, I think the favorite was the DJ battle in the end where Max is doing his song and Rhea is doing her song. And, you know, the little moments that they share backstage and the little moments that, you know, uh, uh, Rhea has those looks with her, with her father, with her mother and her family and really bringing sort of this eclectic music she's created and giving that to the world. That was really exciting to film and, and to sort of even, uh, even to direct that piece. Yeah, that was such a fun film to see, and there was so much to it, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) 
So what are some significant messages that you would like the audience to take away from this movie? Um, I, I hope, um, I, I really hope to take a little bit of inspiration and, and realize that it's never too late to realize what you want to pursue and, and really uh, even go after the unconventional dreams, whether it's, you know, DJing or it's, it's something else or, you know, it's filmmaking or it's, uh, it's doing something that's, that's, that's not the conventional route. And, and I think that, that I hope people take away and get inspired from Ria's journey. And, uh, and I also hope they take a little bit of the slice of life of, uh, of India and, you know, just get to celebrate the culture and the music and the food and the festival and, and all the fun things we've packed in there. Yeah, and so that's, I feel like that that's a great thing to take away from it. I kind of took that away as well. And so this is like a groundbreaking film. It breaks down the barriers. It has a very diverse cast. So what are your feelings about doing uh, Disney's first Indian American movie? Super exciting. Just so exciting that I could, you know, uh, get to direct this film and, and really uh, get a chance to, you know, have my take on it and, and really present sort of the culture and like I said, the music and the fun cast. And it's really this global sort of ensemble and that that is presenting to the amazing Disney Channel fan base uh, with something that's fresh, new, modern, contemporary and uh, yeah, and a little different. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I feel like it'd be such an honor to do all that. Yeah, as well. It really, it really, it really was. And, and, I, and I think it, it feels amazing that, that I can tell, I can be the Indian filmmaker who's telling Disney Channel's first Indian American lead story. That's just special, very special. Yes, it is. It's very special. And so how, or what was it like working with all these very talented and young actors? It was amazing. It was amazing. We had so much fun. What you see on screen is pretty much how it was even when I called cut, you know, everybody was still sort of making fun games and joking and, and we would have like these uh, uh, fun get togethers and, and the cast would sort of go off and, you know, do these sort of go apple picking or they'd come over to sort of my place and we'd do like a fun dinner get together. It was just really nice to bond with them off screen because also when we were on set, it would just be so natural and organic because everybody already had that bond and those relationships formed. Yeah, I feel like it's so important to have, you know, chemistry and a relationship on and offset. I feel like it's such yeah. an important thing to have. Totally, totally. And I think I think that that was important because the film is about those relationships and about friendships and about sort of respecting the family, but also, you know, sticking together with your friends and supporting them. So, yeah, that was that was beautiful. Yes, it really was. <laughs> and so how did COVID affect the production of this movie? Uh, it affected it uh, in the sense that we had to follow a lot of strict protocols. We were had to test twice a week and we had to make sure everybody is kept safe and, you know, everything is sanitized. We had a whole sanitation crew and, uh, and you know, COVID officers on set. So it was definitely challenging because uh, we ha as, as creatives, we all had to recalibrate our minds to, you know, wait a second, how do we do this now? Because now we are like in a mask and a shield and like context. And so, so it was, it was definitely um, uh, a, a sort of an added challenge to the regular process of filmmaking. But I think the fact that, you know, when you have a team that everybody's on the same page, it becomes very easy to communicate. 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like, yeah, it would be definitely really hard. It's put a lot of things on hold. And there are some movies that were supposed to come out last year, but came out, you know, a year later, stuff like that. I feel like it's hard, but it's great that you, you know, made the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we could, you know, finish filming and keep everybody safe. And we had no crazy scares. And I'm just happy that we can present it. And then when you see the film, nobody will ever know we shot it during a pandemic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so what's the most important thing you've learned while directing this movie? Oh, sorry, what's the most? Uh, yeah, most important thing that you've uh, learned while directing this movie. Oh, what's the most important thing I've learned in this process? Um, I'd say it's just being very patient, uh, you know, kind of going off with the whole pandemic thing. It's there are sometimes things that happen that are beyond your control and you have absolutely nothing you can do about it. And, and in those moments, how do you keep your team calm? How do you stay calm? And how do you still sort of keep going ahead? Because you need to know that, oh, all right, if this doesn't work, how do we pivot? How can we make something? How do we make the most of this situation now? So I think sort of, sort of thinking sort of spontaneously and still keeping that calm is very important during stressful situations. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Catherine. It was so lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City Fantastical Adventures. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. 
Today we've been talking to Aiden on The Lost Leonardo, Catherine on The Alpinist, Ella and Rosabella about Charlie's Color Form City, Fantastic Adventures, and have listened to Catherine's interview with Manjari Makajani about Spin. Now we are going to listen to Catherine's interview with the cast of the film Spin. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First, and today I will be interviewing Anna Cathcart, Jabril Cook, and Carrie Metters from Spin. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you all? Good, thanks. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> all right, so Anna, what was the most important thing that you've learned while filming this movie? Ooh, I think working with all these amazing people, you kind of learn different things from all of them. Working with Mondry, the director, she just had so much to offer and so many cool perspectives and insight on different things that she taught us, which we were, oh, I felt super lucky to get to work with this super awesome team as well as just my castmates as well. I learned so much from like while working acting wise, but also just in life. I think we like bonded and had so much to offer for each other that, yeah, the whole thing I'm just really, really grateful for. Yeah. And so Carrie, you are living most kids dreams by being on a Disney Channel movie. So do you have any advice for kids who want to star in movies like this? Oh, my goodness. I always say that what I, I told myself, because it, it was a couple of years that I just kept working on being an actor. I always say just if this is really what you want to do, just follow, follow your heart and your dreams, because your heart is going to show through your work. And people are going to recognize that, like your light that you bring to characters. And um, I think that's kind of like the model that I, I kept for myself. So that's what I give everyone that's watching. It's just like, just keep following no matter what. Just keep going for it. Because if this is what you want to do, then it, then it will pay off. Yeah, that's great advice. Just follow your dreams and <laughs> keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jabril, what was it like working with the talented Manjari Makajani? Mondri was the best like she was always doing so much like obviously that's like the director's job just like to make you know kind of have their hand in every in every jar and like making sure that everything is running smoothly but like just like seeing her in action like she was such a superhero and I I uh if I thought I wanted to be a director before I like I kind of had second <laughs> I, I I had to think twice because like she, she was so busy but she never made it seem like she was always so accessible, right? Even through being so busy and, and having the answers to everybody's questions, she was always there and ready to like help us and answer any question we had about our characters or like about uh, the scene. Um, and also like she was so, she was so adamant about making sure that the culture was represented accurately and authentically. And that, you know, is hugely important for this movie. Yes, that's very important, you know, just to accurately represent everything. And yeah, it's great that, you know, you all worked so well (laughs) with each other. And so in the movie, uh, this is for all of you, you're all very loyal friends to Rhea. And Offset, did you make any really strong friendships while, you know, while on set and Offset? Yes, I'm just going. (laughs) Yeah, no, we all got really close. Like as soon as we met, we were instantly just all wanted to hang out with each other just to really bond and it, it literally stuck you can definitely see through the film it's like that's kind of like our natural chemistry came through in what we did and, um, we made yeah, beautiful sure. it was like it, it's my favorite like part of my camera roll to go back to and see all the things that we did <laughs> together like all these little adventures and like 
game nights and Halloween was so much fun. We did a group costume and pumpkin patch and little outings that we had because a lot of our days off were the same and even just going to grab food and things like that. I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. It was such a fun few months. Yeah, we like, we had been, uh, you know, uh, doing like chemistry reads and callbacks and stuff on Zoom, like before, uh, before, you know, we were there before we'd been cast and like, and then we were like all in a room together and it, and it felt like we had been friends for like, I don't know, what, a month, but also like our whole lives. And then like, (laughs) it, it was just smooth sailing from there. Like, yeah, that's so yeah, that, yeah, that's so amazing that you could make such st- strong friendships and, you know, you would hang out while offset and onset. I feel like that that's such such an amazing thing when you can, you know, really bond with everybody that you're working with. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we have been listening to Catherine's interview with some of the casts of the film Spin. And now we will be continuing listening to Catherine's interview with Anna Jabril and Carrie about spin. And so this question is for all of you again. So there are so many amazing and action-packed scenes in spin. And so which scene was the most fun to film for you guys and why? I think the Festival of Color was like really something that I loved personally, just because of it was so high stakes. It was a full, like, I think it was a full couple of days, I think, because we kept going back. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of pressure to be able to shoot that because they were like, okay, we only have one take. So, and then I remember in the track, it was like the air horn and I had to like press the air horn. They were like, you have to press it at the right time so everyone can throw everything. And I was like, okay. Um, And so just the pressure, but once all the colors were flying, it felt like we weren't shooting a movie. It, It felt to me that it was just, everyone was having a great time and it was actually like real life. And I think that comes across. For sure, that's definitely a highlight for, I think, all of us, if I can speak on behalf of, like, the whole cast. That's just, like, was so cool because it was something that was so, like, big and magical and different from things we would, like, experience in your day-to-day life. As well as just, like, I don't know, I think I had the funnest time when we were just all got to be together. We were filming all in one scene at the same time. We could just bounce off each other's ideas and energy and nothing, nothing beat that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The uh, the cafeteria scene for, in particular, when we're mm-hmm. all just like ha- having lunch and, and just hanging out was uh, super fun. Yeah, there were so many, there were just so many fun scenes that I feel like would have been so amazing to do and everything. I feel like it would have been so much fun. And so this can be for all of you again. Uh, what are some messages that you hope that people will, you know, take away from this movie? Uh, I, I think like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take the lead on this gun, guys. <laughs> don't don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I think a message that I took away personally is that like you don't have to just be one thing. You know, we're all like multifaceted, like individuals, and and Rhea's in the coding club, and she works at her uh, her family's restaurant, and now she's becoming a DJ, and she's kind of having to juggle these things and feels pressured to, like, you know, commit to this one thing that has been her whole life, but now she has this other passion that she's, like, am I allowed to, like, really go for this? And I think, like, a, a big lesson that can be taken away is that, like, yeah, go for go for the dreams that you have, and, like, you can you can totally try on anything that you want. Like, you, you don't have to just be one thing 
So I hope that people can come away from this, like inspired to like take up a new skill or like try something they've always wanted to do, but have been like, you know, kind of nervous or whatever. Yeah, that's really great that, you know, the me- I feel like there are so many good messages in this movie. I feel like it's, yeah, it's a very good movie to watch, you know, message-wise and everything like that. And so uh, this is this movie features an Indian-American lead. And uh, so what, what new things did you learn about the Indian-American culture? Uh, and this can be for all. <laughs> I... I learned like a lot, like um, I think coming in, I, I didn't know a lot about it. But once I talked to like Avantika and Mondri and they were so open about like letting us know about everything, like from Holy, because that's why we did like the Festival of Colors. Like we learned about that's love and light and I didn't know about it or Diwali. We celebrated Diwali. That was like the first time that I've ever done that. And I was like, I got to be exposed to so much culture and like Indian food and music. I remember we sat down in an apartment and we all like were watching YouTube videos of all these like Indian artists. And I was like, this is so cool to see like how beautiful and vibrant everything is. And it, it was like translated into the movie of like, it was just, it was really cool and educational. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, love how I, was I was like, I honestly could not, she, she took the words out of my mouth. Like, yeah, yeah. No, she, agree she with everything. Celebrating Diwali is definitely something that stands out for me because I didn't know about that holiday and I've never celebrated it before. So now forevermore, I'll have that with me. And this year or next year when it happens, I'll like want to celebrate it all over again. So that was really special. Yeah, that's really yeah, great sure. that, you know, you all, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I was just uh, saying for sure. Second, what they said, <laughs> I mean, if, if I, if I had anything to add, it would be uh the gulab jamun is uh, my favorite Indian food. It's like a snack or it's like a dessert. It's like a dough ball. It's like soaked in sugar syrup. I had never had it before and I would like to eat it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so great that, you know, everything it's just, it's just, this is just, just such a great movie. And, you know, I feel like it'd be such a, like a learning experience and everything. And I feel like learning about all the cultural stuff would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, very much was. <laughs> yeah. And so how did uh, COVID affect the production of this movie? This can be for all of you. Um, uh, definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, you can go. I'll let you go. I was just going to say, obviously, like, changed a few things we all had to adapt and work together to to make sure everyone was safe and we all followed guidelines and had we tested very often and all these new things that we definitely normally is not connected to work and not connected to when you're on a set but we made it work we made sure everyone was feeling safe and that everything was going smoothly but I mean yeah it was a new experience we were all in it together so it worked out yeah, that's really amazing that, you know, I feel like, yeah, I just, I feel like it'd be so hard to do this, but it's great that, you know, you got to do all this and, you know, you honestly couldn't tell it was really being filmed during a pandemic. Yeah, no, totally. And I think much to the credit of all the people on set whose jobs it was to make it feel like that. Um, I, I think I, I felt very safe, like, pretty much at all times like they they were very you know adamant about like making sure that we were wearing our masks between takes and that everybody was wearing their masks between takes and like (laughs) there were some people who it seemed like their whole job was to just like kind of walk around and like yell at people for not wearing their masks and honestly (laughs) like I love I love them for it yeah 
Yeah, that'd be a fun job to just yell at people to put the masks on. <laughs> like, it's like you take your last bite of food and they're like, all right. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, yeah, you couldn't really tell that it was being, you know, filmed <laughs> during a pandemic. So yeah, great job, everybody. And yeah, I think that's all. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank us. You. It was a pleasure. So this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Coliform City Fantastic Adventures. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on Kids First Coming Attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids series every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been listening to Catherine's interview with some of the cast of the film Spin. And next up, we will be listening to Catherine's interview with Michael Bishop about Spin. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First, and today I will be interviewing Michael Bishop from Spin. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. This is cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> All right. So how did you learn about this role and what was the Disney casting process like? Uh, I mean, I learned about this role just by, you know, getting a submission from my agent. Um, and I remember feeling immediately gravitated towards, you know, this really fun movie about music and color and it was just such an exciting, it just seemed like such an exciting project on the page that I wanted to be a part of. So, um, yeah, I, I, I sent in a, a video submission and, um, I mean, the rest is history. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this movie features a female American Indian lead. So what new things did you learn about the um, Indian American culture? Or culture? <laughs> well, a huge thing about Indian um, American culture is that the food is great. Indian Indian food is phenomenal. And I'm so glad that I got to learn that uh, by shooting this movie. But also... Um, in Indian culture, there's just so many uh, fun events and the music is great. And the fact that I just got to learn about all of this, uh, you know, shooting this movie was just so exciting for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a really fun movie. It has, like, as you said, so much color and Indian food is great. It's really good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's great that, um, you know, it's such a learning experience. Yeah, no, I was so lucky. <laughs> and so when you uh, when you were DJing in the movie, it looked really natural. Like you were such a natural. Uh, did you know already know how to DJ prior to filming the movie? I love hearing that. It makes me feel like I'm a real DJ. Uh, no, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what I was doing. I absolutely had no idea what I was doing. I actually convinced some of the extras on set that I was like a professional DJ and that like this was like just me being me and like. But no, I had no experience whatsoever going into the movie. So to be able to learn how to DJ for a Disney movie was, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it was phenomenal, you know? Yeah. Wow. That, you were really good. So good job on that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And so you were born and raised in Australia and Max, your character, is from the UK. So was it challenging to use the British accent or what? <laughs> I mean, uh not necessarily. I mean, I've grown up, you know, putting on different voices and accents and, and I've got, I, I've had proper training now because I, you know, I want to pursue this acting career. So, you know, the US accent and the UK accent are very important to, you know, have refined. Um, but it's definitely just more fun to do a role with an accent, especially Max. He's like this real kind of edgy British DJ. So he has this, you can hear that in his accent as well. And can it's just, he's just so fun to play. And his accent is just as fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, before, um, but like while watching the movie, I thought you were actually from the UK. I was like, wow. <laughs> Wow, oh, that's great! That's I'm so really, glad. Like when I learned that you you were from Australia, I was like, "Whoa, that's, that's really cool." <laughs> I appreciate that. That's sweet. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, what do you think that the main messages for this movie are? Yeah, I, I think the main thing that uh, viewers can take away is, you know. Rhea intertwines these sounds of her life and um, she's able to kind of come to terms with herself and find somewhat of a balance in her life um, to kind of express herself and to use her voice. And I think that's the main thing that I, I received from watching the film is that everyone has a sound and everyone has a voice and everyone deserves to be heard. And I think that's really special. Yeah, for sure. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we will be talking with Aiden on The Lost Leonardo, Catherine on The Alpinist, Ellen Rosabella about Charlie's California City, Fantastic Adventures. And we have listened to Catherine's interview with Manjari Makajani about Spain and listened to her interview with some of the cast of Spain. Right now, we are going to continue listening to Catherine's interview with Michael Bishop about Spain. And um, so what was it like working with the talented director Manjari Makajani? Uh, she's incredible. Mondri's phenomenal. Um, I mean, she just has a, she's, she's just so wise, but she's also just so 
you know, grounded and humble and she makes you feel really valued. And mm-hmm. um, she was just so easy to work with and hang out with as well. You know, we, yeah. we, were, we became friends over this as, as well as, you know, the whole cast. Right. And uh, you're talking about how you made like friends on this. And so uh, did you make any like strong connections on set or anything while filming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think all of us became uh, really close friends as you do. You know, you spend, you know, months with these people, seeing them every single day and hanging out with them. They become like your family. And I remember saying goodbye. It was so hard because, you know, these people that you've been seeing every single day, you just have to say bye to now. And particularly, um, you know, our cast was, we had, you know, our cast was from all over the world. So we weren't just, you know, a drive away. Uh, you know, I'm as far away from the rest of my cast as possible now. So uh, that's obviously, you know, it's really hard, hard to say bye to you, but you know, they're forever friends, which is uh, so special to have. Yeah. It's really great that you make like so many connections while filming this movie. And I feel like that that's really important that, you know, you have, good chemistry and everything like while on set but even off set you know yeah absolutely yeah I feel like that's really amazing um so there are so many amazing like and really fun and wild scenes to film which one was your favorite to film I mean I think that anytime I got to perform anytime I got to you know show off the DJ skills that I've been working on um, I really enjoyed because I I really wanted to see what everyone's reaction was and and you know to hear you say that it looked like you know I was a natural at it it's that's it's really nice to hear because um I think the big thing about you know DJing is it's it's all about persona and the character that you kind of bring to the performance and I really tried to uh, hone in on that. So it was just so much fun to, you know, be in front of, uh, people and to perform for people and feed off that and to see how they reacted. Yeah. All of your performance, again, you just looked like such a natural. It was really cool. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. It was really cool. So, um, pardon me. Uh, (laughs) so how did COVID affect the production of this movie? I mean, COVID, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I'm so glad that this shoot went ahead because I think it's such an important story to tell. Uh, But navigating COVID was really, really tough and we made sure to take all the precautions necessary. Um, Obviously, we had our, you know, quarantining, you know, when everyone's traveling from all over the world, you have to quarantine before you shoot, which was a good time for me to learn uh, my DJing skills. Um, But then, you know, on set, you, you have... Uh, your masks on until you know that very last point before you go and you you shoot the movie so that definitely um was a challenge you know to you're working with all these actors but a lot of the time you you know the the mask can add you know act as a barrier but um it was just something that added to uh you know how good the success felt you know to overcome that yeah, definitely. COVID has just been so difficult. Uh, I can't imagine trying to film a movie during COVID. Yeah. Like, that'd be so difficult. And yeah, quarantining also, I guess it would be good to learn your lines too. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the thing with COVID is everyone is dealing with the hardships of it and everyone is navigating that. So, um, you know, I think we're all kind of in this together. Oh, that's a decom song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, you know, we are all, we are all, you know, going through the same thing, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's 
that's the good thing about it is it's something that the whole world is kind of experiencing and, and um, we can all, you know, help each other out. Yeah, for sure. And so what was one of the most important things that you learned while filming this movie? I mean, I, I think to be able to star in a Disney movie was so huge for me. I learned that my dreams were achievable and I think that, um, you know, anyone can do anything if they want to, you know, and, you know, to be on a Disney movie with these incredible people and these, you know, this incredible crew and whatnot and to have, um, you know, to, to, to be a face that young kids are going to see on, on the screen is just so huge. So I, I learned for myself that, you know, I've worked so hard for so long and um, I'm going to continue to work hard now because I've learned that, you know, dreams are achievable and you can really do anything. And I think that's really cool. Right. And you're by, you know, doing all your dreams and stuff, you're living most kids dreams by being like on a Disney Channel movie or, you know, stuff like that. So do you have any advice for kids that might want to star in movies like this? Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is just have fun and figure out yourself and, you know, be yourself and don't let anyone, you know, try and um, try and change you or, or chip off parts of you that are unique and, and, and beautiful. I think that's like the main thing is like, just stay who you are. And you, you hear that a lot, but it, it really is true. Like the things that make you unique are what will, you know, uh, be the biggest asset for you. And I think that's true for myself as well. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Coliform City Fantastic Adventures, and I'm your host, Tiana Sermons, reporting for Kids First from Delaware. Bye, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.